Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that helps break down unhelpful societal norms that keep us from happily fucking each other and allows people to share their most authentic sexual selves, at least as much as we can, you know, handle in a given moment. <laughs> Please keep all fantasies about me to yourself and always keep all fantasies about our guests to yourself and enjoy. Our guests today are a couple that is currently in a monogamous relationship of three years, but they are currently exploring the possibility of other partners together. Kate is 23, identifies as a pansexual woman. She's into threesomes, group sex, voyeurism, and BDSM, more on the dominant side. Cass is 21, identifies as a biological female and is gender fluid, and uses she-they pronouns. They identify as queer and are into the submissive side of BDSM. They're a bit of a brat and are also into group sex. Students and creatives from New Zealand, welcome Kate and Cass. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Can you start off by rating each other on the sexual shame-a-meter? Oh, I love that. Okay, so I'm Kate. (laughs) And I'm Cass. So I'm going to speak for Cass. Oh, I would say that in our relationship, she's probably more of a two- we're quite open and trying to be open with friends as well. So, yeah, I'd say Kate is about a one on the shame meter We're just so open and we communicate about everything. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and then do those feel accurate? Yeah, we talked about this beforehand, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So you knew the answer. That's great. Okay, can you guys give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now and your favorite parts? Yeah, so our sex life is great. Our communication is amazing. I always feel like I could have sex more, especially studying. And I don't want it to seem like I'm lacking something or my needs Mm. are too high, but I am quite open with what I need every day. So we're actually going to try to plan sex. Yeah, schedule it in. Yeah, Yeah, see how that works for us because Mm. we study in the same room, so it just can get real platonic sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then, like, when you're tired and stuff, because, you know, sometimes we stay up late just normally, it just doesn't fit in. Yeah, and our sex either is from an hour to, like, four hours. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Oh, that's such a wonderful (laughs) overview. I cannot wait for details. Could you each give us a little personal definition of what the word sexy means to you? To me, it means embodying. Embodying whatever it is to that person. It can be your body if you feel safe in your body. It can be embodying your power, Yeah, just embodying. And because we're quite familiar with dancing and movement, embodying to me is being fully in my body Mm. and using movement to express that. So I do a lot of like hip rolls and just sensual movements. And to me, that's the definition of sexy in my body. Mm. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the definition of sexy would be just overall owning who you are and your confidence and you know what your boundaries are consenting is very sexy to me yeah communication yeah just owning who you are amazing what do we find sexy about each other oh everything <laughs> i'm just gonna need to take a moment now. <laughs> so i find Cass's calmness super sexy mainly because that's often the opposite of me Mm. she's so calm and you know it kind of goes into that dominant submissive side as well and she's just like yeah I'll do whatever you want and I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) so that's probably the main thing and I find her honesty and her general body so Mm. sexy Mm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that I find Kate's confidence so sexy, how you move your body, your body in general, <laughs> your voice. I love Kate's voice, especially when we're having sex, mm. all the noises. Yeah, that gets me going. Your face, everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so cute. <laughs> Did either of you learn about consent explicitly growing up? 
I don't have any recollection of learning about consent that showed when I went into college and like people would just randomly touch me and I didn't know how to express my boundaries. I didn't know how to say like, please don't do that and stuff. So no, I don't remember learning about it at all. Yeah. In my experience, I was raised by a single mother up until I was 11 and she actually did talk about consent with me from a young age. She said, if you don't want people to touch you, tell them no. And she would, you know, go through different scenarios of just make as much noise as you can, try find someone, you know. So she would try to prepare me for anything that could come up. So I was really grateful for that. But I guess that didn't translate into actions because she was telling me advice and I didn't know how to communicate that because I was so young. And so I think what was missing was the link between knowledge and being able to apply that in Mm. situations yeah yeah especially for a child that's such a huge ask yeah yeah there's often a large gap between the knowledge that we know the shoulds the shoulds we give ourselves and then the ability which I think is why we have to practice by just literally like being like no I want this I want this or don't want this I don't want this I'm a person that has a very easy time being like ew no I not that and I think that's part of the reason people explode at me so often because in everyday scenarios okay so here's a question Could each of you share an experience in which you remember explicit consent being very sexy, if something comes to mind? So I would say where I've experienced consent the most is within our relationship now. Yeah, I agree. Oh, she just asks if everything's okay. And I'll go into a bit about my background in more detail with some other questions. But, you know, I have experienced a lot of pain during sex and it's just so nice to be heard Mm. and for her to ask at every point does this feel okay and actually know my triggers yeah just make sure I'm okay every time Mm. you know sometimes I get a bit of pain with fingers inside me and so it's just great when she asks every second of the way and it's so Mm. much sexier yeah I love it yeah amazing Kay is my first sexual partner all of the consent's been Yeah. And also we've made it really important to use consent with everything we do, any type of intimacy, but specifically with BDSM and when we're playing in Mm. that realm, because I know that I'm a bit more dominant, so I don't want Cass to do anything that she feels uncomfortable Mm. with. So we just make sure that we intertwine consent with our play during that as well, because that is so important. And I know that it can be a really healing experience on either end. So when she gets into that submissive state, it can be so empowering and healing and so many emotions can come up. So I just want to make sure that she feels supported at Mm. any stage and has the ability to say what she wants. Yeah. And you do. Very hot. Could you tell us what happens to your shame-o-meters when it is time to talk about safer sex? And in your ideal world, what does that conversation look like? With our relationship, we don't use any protection. And we're quite open with safe sex and, you know, getting checks and everything. And then previously, when or even talking to people that we want to have threesomes with now, I don't feel any shame talking about safe sex. No, neither. No, I don't feel it. If you can't talk about it, then I wouldn't have sex with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can you give us an example of like how it sounds when you do it? Because I feel like you would probably do it pretty chill as fuck. (laughs) I would just say, hey, what do you normally do with partners? Do you use condoms? I'm currently not on the pill, so I make sure that I say what. I'm doing and what Cass is doing yeah and then I'll ask if they've had any recent checkups Mm -hmm. and if not then could we potentially get one before we had sex if we wanted to do it without a condom or whatever that looks like yeah and same with us I would say that we would get a check as well love it checks for all for me I think that's another example of just like It's in the realm of consent. It's different, but it's sort of just like another piece of safety that makes way for hotness. And that's it. It's like, ugh, because the fewer worries I have, the higher my level of arousal and turn on can be. Okay. Can you take us back to your early years? What are your first memories around sex? So 
My first memory of sex, I would say that I was between eight to 10 years old. I would always experiment and explore my friends. It's always been people that identify as female in my life. And like, I remember hanging out with one of my friends and we would touch each other all the time. And we were having a bath this one time, as you do when you're little. And we were touching each other. And then we got out and she kind of just dismissed it like like it never happened. And I remember feeling really hurt about that. And like, I wanted to do more and she just ignored it. Like it never happened. And I remember being really confused about that. And so that was probably one of my earliest memories. Do you remember if it was something categorized in your brain as sexual or romantic, or was it more in the frame of childlike curiosity? I'd say more curiosity, but afterwards, when I started to learn more about sex, then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Kate, what do you remember about your early years? So my mum was really open with me, which I am so thankful for. So when I was four years old, I went to my mum and I said, mum, how are babies made? And she told me. She told me just, you know, the basic penis goes in the vagina. And so then I went to kindy and I was like, hey, everyone, guess what? And so I told my whole class. (laughs) I was like, you need to know this amazing stuff. What happened? Yes. So that was my earliest memory of sex. And then from then on, when I was five, my mum's boyfriend at the time had a sex book. And so I remember going and reading it secretly and, you know, just learning more when I was quite young. What kind of a sex book was it? Oh, just the basic anatomy and, you know, penis goes into here, sperm and egg. I didn't know what I was reading. I was just looking at the pictures. (laughs) When you were teaching your fellow classmates at a very young age about the basic facts of life, was there an adult reaction to that? Did you get any kind of like messaging around should or shouldn't behavior wise? Oh, yeah. I got in huge trouble. The teachers were not happy and brought my mum in and I got in trouble for telling people. My mum didn't make it a big deal compared to the teachers, you know, because I guess they were considering other parents and I understand that now, but like, you need to know. If I know when I'm four, you're going to (laughs) know. Yeah. Personally, I think that that's a good reason to kind of encourage people to just have open dialogue from a young age because it takes away the like scary fear taboo because... From talking to people, they discover their bodies at super young ages. So it's like we might as well equip them with knowledge to stay safe. Yeah, for sure. Can you each describe what the vibe in your household was like when it came to sex? Did you get a sex talk? How did that shape your upbringing? So sex in my household when I was younger kind of changed and morphed as I grew older. So when I was younger, my mom was really open with me about it, would talk about consent a little bit. And then as I got older, when I was about eight, I got sexually abused. And so that just completely changed that relationship because I didn't talk about it. So I kept it a secret for a couple of years. And then when my mum found out, you know, she did all the appropriate things and did support me. But that just changed everything because, you know, I was dealing with PTSD. I didn't understand what was going on. So that conversation wasn't as open. And it wasn't until... I became sexually active and would go to my mum. She would wait for me to talk about it. So I've kind of experienced a couple of different things in my household growing up, but I'm very thankful for the knowledge that my mum did share. Mm. Okay. Anything else that feels important to share about that experience? Yeah, so I am very comfortable with where I sit with that today. I have done four years of therapy and it's still ongoing and I'm actually looking at being phased out of therapy. Oh. I know. I'm so excited about it. So it's something that I've really, really worked on and it's not something to take lightly because I know that a lot of people experience the same thing. You know, it's so common, which is horrible, but I do want people to hear that you can heal from it and that you can have safe relationships and safe Mm -hmm. relationships within your family around sex as well. I want that for all of us. So bad. Cass, what about your early household vibes around sex? My family is quite, I'd say, conservative and quiet. I don't remember having sex talks with my parents. I remember being given books, like just anatomy, and I'd just, you know, skim through the pictures and stuff. 
never really talked about it. If my mum would bring it up with me, I got to a point where I would just push it away and wouldn't want to talk to her about it. And I've never been open with my dad talking in general. So yeah, it was quite a, I felt like I was quite sheltered around it. Mm. Yeah. Did you learn about sex? Like what was your sex ed in school? Like I'm assuming you have something at this day and age. In school, it was more, you know, mechanics, penis goes in vagina. This is how you make babies. I learned everything through porn, basically. Oh, really? Through porn and through my friend's word of mouth, which, yeah, isn't always accurate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But what do you remember learning and how did it kind of like shape your early like curiosities? And were you curious? Like, were you a horny kid? Yeah, I was. I was internally horny. I like, I wouldn't really. (laughs) Internally, I'm an internal person and I don't really, you know, communicate that much with people. And so with my friends, I'd always be the quiet one and they'd be talking about, you know, this is what happens in sex and stuff. And I'd just stay quiet and think about it. And then I'd go home and do it to myself. Yeah, I'd watch on porn, I'd watch, you know, male and female and then I started understanding that you can put stuff in your vagina that opened up a whole nother sensation for me I learned that you could do this with other people okay so it sounds like you were discovering yourself wait first Kate do you have any like sex ed relevant stories or shall we get into your mutual mutual but respective masturbations and then eventually mutual masturbation if that comes up That theme of me telling my friends when I was younger about sex kind of translated into college and high school. So, you know, I went to a Christian college and a Christian intermediate and my friends at 13, 14 still didn't know about periods. Oh, wow. Their parents didn't tell them. It was very conservative. And so I was the one informing my friends. And, you know, I would go back to my mum and say, Mum, these people don't know this. Like, this is shocking. And so she would help me develop a sentence and how I was going to say it to them. Yeah. And so same thing with sex. I didn't know. Didn't know what contraception was. Mm. Didn't know that that was even an option. If you were going to be on the pill, you had to take it every day, you know, that kind of thing. So that was the theme in my life was trying to provide information to other people and not get it wrong. So I would always go back to my mum and ask them, hey, is this like okay to say? Or I would just search it up on porn. So that was my sex ed experience. Mm. That is wild. Okay. I'd love to hear from each of you the details of what you remember discovering your own body, discovering your own pleasure and how you like to touch yourself, and if that's changed at all over the years since you discovered your parts. So I remember probably even before I was four when my mum told me about sex, I would masturbate. Obviously, I didn't know what that was. I just felt pleasure in my body. So I would do a lot of rubbing, and that kind of continued until I was in my early teens. And then when I was about 11, or maybe 12, I started exploring inside my vagina. And I learned that I could squirt from a young age. So that's a, yeah, that's the youngest squirting I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do is I would pretty much just have G-spot orgasms, G-spot and internal orgasms and squirt. And I wouldn't really touch my clitoris because it was very sensitive. And I know from other episodes that you feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just too much and it was painful on my clitoris. So it was just inside and I was just squirting for about five years. <laughs> wow. And I got it down to like a time and I was like, I can make myself squirt in 20 seconds. And, you know, I was quite competitive with how fast I could do it. Wow. <laughs> and then when I started becoming sexually active, that kind of continued. I didn't really understand my clitoris. So if I didn't, my partner didn't either because I couldn't communicate that. And it wasn't until I met Cass that I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a clitoris. (laughs) And and (laughs) learned how it actually does like to be pleasured. You know, I think vibrators was the gateway into that for me because I would do a lot of rubbing and it wasn't as intense. And then maybe got my first vibrator when I was 17 Mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this is another feeling. And it just opened up this whole other world. And then now talking with my mum and my stepdad who came into my life when I was about 11, 12, I found out that they wanted to get me a vibrator and they actually bought me one to give to me. But because of my trauma 
and all the emotional stuff that I was going through at the time, they didn't want to put too much pressure on me because I was having a hard time understanding and navigating the whole sexual trauma. So I've got other siblings and they're totally getting them vibrators because they're young, they're young (laughs) right now. Okay. I'm so thankful for that. Your mom sounds like she's really just like with it when it comes to sex ed and kids. Like that is really admirable. Yeah, she's amazing. Cass, what do you remember about we had the early experience in the bathtub and then it sounds like you definitely figured out that stuff could go in your vagina. Where did it lead to before you met Kate? Okay, so in the beginning, I'd say I was about five, six years old. I used to put my like plush fluffy toys around my vagina and my bum and I'd just fall asleep like that and rub and that would be like how I soothed myself to sleep. Then when I started watching porn and I started realizing that you can put stuff in your vagina, I would search for everything. I put pens, pencils, deodorant cans. There were, I used to put cotton swabs, like the air cotton swabs. (laughs) I was experimental with penetration and I would orgasm with something in my vagina and then I would stimulate my clitoris with my hands and that's how I would masturbate when I was younger. When I met Kate, which was was 16, we started talking more and then I ended up getting a vibrator when I was 17, 18. And that was like mind blowing to me because then I started realizing you can put anything in your vagina, but it's probably not safe. Correct. (laughs) Not safe. Yeah. Yeah, I learned more safety. Vibrators are amazing. (laughs) Oh, amazing. What are your respective favorite types of vibrators if you have them? So I have some of our favorites here. It is an internal vibrator. So it's a G-spot little finger curve thing and then it's got an outside stimulator and it's a sucker on your clit and so you've got internal and external pleasure and so what happened was I brought Cassis for a present and then we used it and then immediately after we were like okay we're buying another one and we bought another one so we have one each now (laughs) amazing yeah and then we've also got some vibrators and then strap-on as well vibrating strap-on love that Yeah, we've got quite a few. We've got a whole duffel bag full. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking amazing. Your matching vibrators, have you ever used them on yourselves simultaneously, like twinsy twinsies? All the time. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They said in unison. Every time we have sex, that's in there somewhere. Can you tell us the details? Do you like put them in and on and then like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, there's quite a few ways that we do it. Sometimes I just use it on myself with her in the bed next to me and vice versa and then either I like to use it on me and she'll use it on her at the same time and then when we're climaxing we like to touch each other at the same time Mm -hmm. or like especially with this internal external one I like Mm -hmm. her to push on it so it's like fucking me at the same time yeah yeah and it's amazing yeah it's so nice and like you'll use it when you're fucking me so you're getting stimulation as well yeah 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 I'm like I want to put one of those in and then like hump some thighs yeah do it it's (laughs) it's amazing so what other formative experiences do we need to hear about from each of you before we get to the how you met story so I had been in a couple of relationships with people with penises. With my sexual experiences with that, I was very horny and I would want sex all the time, every day. And especially with my last relationship, that was for quite a while, five five years, mm-hmm. I would get shamed for being too sexual. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible relationship. There was quite a lot of emotional abuse that I didn't realize till after, but and I've healed from. Just want to yeah. preface that. <laughs> Beautiful. With that, I wanted to just experience and embody more. And I felt like I always wanted more and nothing was ever enough. And I did feel a bit of shame around that. It's like, oh my gosh, when am I going to be satisfied? Yeah. You know, and I didn't have any worries or have to question my sexuality because my mum was so understanding and so I just knew from a young age that I was like I don't really care what genitals someone has I don't care and it was quite a shock for the guys that I was with to learn that I was open because you know I wasn't allowed to use a vibrator so it was all done in secret so it was quite a lot of shame around that 
it was interesting to me that other people weren't as open as me or didn't want to experience sex and their sex life and just explore. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're just missing out on so much and you're limiting yourself. But that's not for me to tell them. And I've learned that now. Yeah, so that was my experience. And I think meeting Cass was just like a, oh, like a big relief. Like, finally, I can be myself because I felt like I was trying to fit all these different guys, you know, molds and boxes and ideals of what they thought I was. So Mm. it was such a relief to meet her and to be like, oh, my gosh, I can just openly explore what I want. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. So how did you guys meet? Oh, I was actually her teacher. Bit of a fantasy for me, yeah. which came true. And so at that time, it wasn't romantic no. and we didn't cross those boundaries. But further along, we became friends. And when we were both dancing and both teaching, it just kind of evolved mm. into that. Yeah. It just happened. Mm. Like it felt so natural. Wow. And three years later, here you are. So... What have you learned about yourselves and what have you learned about each other and what do you love about sex and sex together? Mm, We've both evolved a lot. Mm. I came from a very controlling previous relationship and I didn't realize that I had a lot of trauma around that. And, you know, with the things that I could wear and was allowed to wear and that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of healing in the beginning and she was there through that breakdown. So We've just been stripped completely raw, I feel, both of us. We're just so vulnerable with each other. There was a lot of healing in this relationship around my sexual abuse because this is the first safe relationship that I've had where I've felt like I can express my whole self during sex. Yeah, there's been some really intense times, hey? Yeah. But it's just been magical doing it together and the communication is key and I just cannot stress that enough because that was something that was lacking in my previous relationships and I was so frank with Cass about it when we were getting to know each other and I was Mm. like, I need to know and I need to be able to tell you. Mm. And so all the stuff that I couldn't tell my exes and I couldn't say, oh, I fucked this person or I wanted to or whatever, I could tell her. And that was just so freeing. And I said to her, you know, this is the first time where I haven't had any shame or I haven't lied because there's been a lot of lies coming from me because I haven't felt safe in the past. So it's just a completely different relationship and complete different way of communicating for me. And I've really, really, really worked on my communication style. Mm. I would say how I was feeling and I wouldn't expect that from her. You know, Mm. I would be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how it goes. And then just to have that empathy grow and be like, actually, this is how she's feeling. And it's not right or wrong. It's just her experience. Mm. And just to see that and just grow separately, but then also come together to share amazing sexual and intimate experiences. Mm. Yeah. Cass, what's it been like for you? This is your first relationship and it sounds like you already have this experience of, is it fair to say that there's some deep trust here? I'm hearing lots of vulnerable, open communication. We have three years and lots of good sex. So I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I've known Kate for a very long time. I feel so open and safe with her coming into this relationship. I didn't realize or I didn't quite grasp the fact that I had a lot of shame from I don't even know where it came from. I think I just internally created it for myself. Society gave it to you. It's not your fault. The answer to shame is not us blaming ourselves for it. I just want to be really clear about that for all of us because that is something it's taken probably the past six years of me like really looking at myself. The first two of those were me being like, oh, but I'm just so bad. And it was like year three before I was like, oh, fuck, I think part of the answer is going to be not thinking I'm bad. Fuck, you know? So so you didn't do it. Society gives it to us, I think, you know, or there's some sort of like mutuality there. Okay, so anyway, not to police your language, but I just want to make sure that we're not blaming ourselves here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. So I had a lot of shame coming into this relationship and Kate being very open and communicating with me all the time kind of forced me into that in a way, which I needed and I'm so thankful for. Like I talked more because I didn't want to, you know, I I love Kate. I always have. And so I wanted to please Kate. That's where that like subness of me came in really early in the relationship. And so I learned how to talk Mm. about that. How did you guys get into BDSM? 
porn. I heard you talk about porn earlier, but like, was that the gateway or like, what's your relationship to it? What have you explored? Where are you in the BDSM landscape? So I would say we're still quite new. Yeah. Still starting out. So it came about because we were so open about what we wanted and what we wanted to explore and what we Mm -hmm. wanted to try. So we've got bed restraints, Mm -hmm. a door swing, handcuffs, got a ball gag, rope collar. (laughs) Yeah, you're just starting out. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to say that because I am aware that other people are really into it and everyone's experience is different. So I still feel quite new to it. Yeah. Just in terms of being a dom that has empathy, (laughs) not that I never didn't, but those ways of communication when we're doing it and just practicing those because it's just practice. Yes. So I think that's where we're at. And I'm exploring more of making Cass feel pain. I love it. You do? What kind of pain do you like? I like being hit. I love being scratched. I really want to get one of those pinwheels. Yes. Like different pain sensations. I love wax being dripped on me, biting, being grabbed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All of the above. (laughs) For me, I am quite physical. And so even when we're talking or when we're play fighting, we have a lot of play fights and I hit her and I get really rough and then I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. So for me, it's finding that I can actually do these things to you because you Mm. find pleasure out of them. And Mm. so do I, but finding that safe space and that way to do them safely because Mm. I don't want to hurt her. Yeah. 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 So even just hitting her face, I was like, is this okay? How does this feel? Because I'm very aware and because I personally don't like that. Okay. So you would not receive a face hit yourself. No. But giving it to your partner in the name of their turn on is within your boundaries. For sure. But in our relationship, I wouldn't like that. And, you know, and she is a brat at times. So I like to play with that. And she just pushes my boundaries a little bit with what I say she can do. But with other partners, you know, bringing person with a penis in, I would be submissive to them. Okay. Is that something you have explored yet? I have, but not in this relationship. But we have it planned. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. We'll get to your plans. But first, I actually want to hear... Cass, what inspires your brat to come out? What makes them feel very bratty? And does your gender identity play into this bratty feeling at all? Mm, That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. So I'd say that they come out when I get told what to do. And like Kate will say, like, don't move your arms. And I'll slightly move one of my arms (laughs) just to annoy her a little bit. And that makes me feel fun. I don't know. I feel like fun and flirty with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's something that doesn't really come out normally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole nother side of me that I really want to keep exploring. She's only just started coming out a Mm. bit more. So this is, I'm excited for this journey. Cool. Okay. I would love to hear also now, Cass, how do you like to please Kate? Mm. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I just like doing anything to please Kate whatever she tells me to do I always ask what she wants and what she feels like she needs and Mm. if she doesn't want to do something and so hearing that recognition and that consent that's what I love hearing and I feel like that's how I please you yeah yeah you you do love you do love giving me oral oh yeah I could do that for hours (laughs) (laughs) love getting my whole face in there (laughs) I love the feeling of the moisture on my skin and I love the noises that she makes and that Mm. turns me on and that makes, like, I feel like I could have an orgasm just from doing that. It starts to brew in stuff. We haven't got there yet, but it's coming. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's so cool. Kate, when you are receiving that, is it easy for you? Is it something you've had to learn to relax into or are you just in this kind of, like, powerful position of, like, yes? So that's actually been quite, not hard, but it has been a bit of a challenge for me because in my previous relationships and having sex with people that identified as males, Mm -hmm. I was all about giving mainly and pleasing them. And, you know, if I didn't want to have sex with them, I'll just give them a blowjob to kind of satisfy them. And that was my mentality. So whenever 
Cass would be like, no, I just want to keep doing this to you. Like, I just want to please you. I'm like, oh, but I'm not doing anything to you. Is that okay? You know? And so that was really hard for me to navigate for the first year or so. And Mm. sometimes even now, and it still comes up, but being aware of it is what's helped us, eh? Yeah. Mm. Communication. So it sounds like you are very attracted to each other and have great sex. And I also heard you say at the beginning that you really do have to study and have to focus. Like, it sounds like you have a tight container and maybe schedules is part of that. But is there an emotional state change or transition period that you have to go to to go from like everyday integrated lives, being busy, going to rehearsals, all of that into like, now it's time? For this question, this is where Cass and I really differ. Mm. So for me, I'm like, well, let's just fuck whenever, you know, like come get the dildo, get the strap on. I'm like, come on, you know, Mm. and I don't have any particular feelings of how that needs to feel or what kind of environment I'm like in the car, you know, we keep a vibrator in the car just so that when we're driving, I can have some fun. I love that you have a car vibrator. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you explain how you feel around the environment. Yeah. With my body, I'm just starting to feel into my body more and get to know them. Same. Yeah. And so I don't feel like, Kate, you're turned on a lot of the time. Mm. You're, yeah. I am not. And so my body takes a little while to turn on and I need to, you know, have either music or a blindfold on or be touched. And so I struggle to initiate sometimes because I just don't feel it in my body. And so I get very in my head, like, I'm not sure, is this the right time? Yeah. Yeah. What what do you need from me? Like, I Mm. need to hear it verbally. That's amazing to learn, especially if you are a person who has responsive desire, using the framework from one of my favorite books, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski right now. Spontaneous desire is where it's like turned on all the time, ready to go. Responsive desire, we oftentimes, those of us who have responsive desire, need a partner to help us initiate. You know, kind of like, you have the flame, can can you light my candle, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I've been learning about myself lately is like, I am turned on a lot. I talk about that a lot. But I actually have learned that I'm so turned on all the time that I require transition periods to actually activate because I need a specific sort of like permission or setting. Otherwise, I would just be fucking all the time or masturbating all the time. And so I have to put in effort in my daily life to be like off focused, even though I'm still like turned on bubbling under the surface. So I love to hear how people transition from daily life into other parts of life are there so I'm hearing that there's verbal confirmation that helps you is there also like touch that supports you in entering the headspace and then does it change depending on how kinky you're getting definitely touch is a big reassurance for me and I can always tell when we're kissing like I feel like our kisses change it's almost a bit more like we engulf each other more yeah (laughs) is the word get in my body yeah (laughs) I can feel it from her. Like if we're Mm. touching, I I don't know, the energy just feels different. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. And then you mentioned enjoying going down on Kate. Do you also enjoy receiving oral? Yeah, for sure. Kate, tell us what they like. Cass really likes having her whole vulva covered by my mouth. Like open mouth or like flat tongue mouth or just all of it? All of it. So I like I, that too. I like that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would often do lots of things like she likes the outside of the opening of her vagina mm. being pleasured. So I'll like lick with my tongue down there and then I'll use my top lip to get her clip. So I feel like a little horse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the best sugar cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She also loves penetration. Mm -hmm. So I like using my mouth or my tongue on her clitoris and then putting my fingers inside her. Mm -hmm. That feels amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Do you strap each other? Is one of you more likely to give than receive or is it equal-ish? Equal. Equal. We both like just being fucked really hard. Yeah. You just want more. Yeah. Yeah. And her arm is so strong. Every time she uses her arm to fuck me, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I love feeling (laughs) her muscles because they're just bulging. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) That's so hot. When you say using arms to fuck me, 
Do you mean like a big fisting situation or do you mean like a dildo? A dildo. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is fisting something that either of you would be interested in? Yeah, me for sure. I love being really full in every hole. And so I'm experimenting with this and I can put almost my whole hand in my vagina, which is exciting Mm. for me. Kate, have you put your hand in their vagina yet? No, I haven't. Is that something you would both be open to? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I am trying to make sure that I give space to Cass to do that with herself and tell me about it. I'll go to work and I'll come home and she's like, I put something in my butt or I did this. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you keep exploring that. Let me know when you want me to join Mm. in. I love that because there's no rush. Like, that's part of the thing I'm learning for myself is I'm like, everything exists. I'll do it now. But actually, huge parts of the exploration that make them delicious are the slowness of it and just sort of seeing what comes out of it. Okay, Cass, I hear you're putting stuff in your butt. What's got in there? What do you like? What are you going to (laughs) explore? It started out, we had this long, purple, thick jelly kind of dildo vibrator not the good Mm. material not the good material (laughs) so it's gone now we got rid of it (laughs) but I started using that I would put because it was double-ended I would put one end in my butt and one end in my vagina and it was quite thick too which surprised me it went in so easily for the first time so I got rid of that and now I just use we've got a little butt plug that I use or I'll just use one of our vibrators or dildos or we've got these like beads beads yeah oh yes anal beads yeah Yeah. so i'm starting to you know explore that awesome kate are you interested in your asshole at all with my previous partners they would kind of pressure me to have anal oh not sexy no and so my experience was getting a dick shoved in there and it wouldn't go in because i was not relaxed that wasn't what i wanted so you know i'm okay with putting my finger in there and you know going around the outside or having her lick it but I'm just not there yet and I don't know if I will ever be which is fine but I haven't experienced it in a safe pleasurable way so that's something that if I feel like I want to we can explore together Mm. all by myself yeah fuck yeah speaking of exploring together It sounds like you're exploring possible new partnerships. What is that like? Like, are you looking to bring in a third or just like play partners or just kind of open to whatever comes? Like, what kind of conversations are you having about it? And what sort of fantasies are you having about it? This came from, since I was in my early teens, I would watch porn and I would watch group sex and threesomes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And then with my previous partners, they were just completely against it. And then so with Cass, I've tried to be open about what I want from the beginning and say that that's something that I would like to explore. And for me, I would like to bring someone in just to purely for sex, just to come in, have a threesome. And, you know, we've been talking to some people that are amazing. Mm. And so that is on the cards. But I want it now, you know, we sound quite similar and we're like, okay, I'm ready for a threesome. I haven't been able to have it before. Let's have it now. But I have to be aware of her feelings Mm. and what she's ready for. And that's Mm. been quite hard for me to navigate because I'm like, oh, I've felt so controlled previously. And now I don't feel controlled and I just want to be able to be free. But I need to be mindful of where her boundaries are. Yeah. One of the things I'm really enjoying talking to both of you is how you give each other space to explore. And that's really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. So, Cass, what are your thoughts relationship-wise, third-wise, exploration-wise, monogamy-wise? So I've always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to explore group sex and threesomes. Yeah. And when I started telling people that I find females maybe more attractive, people started pushing me to have threesomes with them and I didn't want that at the time and so I put up a wall about it I was like I'm not ever gonna have a threesome no way Uh -uh, not on the cards and then coming into this relationship and hearing that that's what Kate wanted I was like oh okay like I do want this but I just didn't feel safe and so now that we're starting to talk about it more and I'm starting to feel more safe about it I want to but there's times where we might schedule it like let's do this with this person next week and then it gets closer and I just start freaking out and I get really nervous and I just I think about things and I picture things happening and it scares me Mm. because I've never had sexual relations with a person with a penis oh yeah 
yes and that scares me a lot Mm. yeah it's something that I do really want to do it's just getting past that you know finding what you need that makes you feel safe and comfortable enough to have the exploration that's huge not rushing that shit is great been a huge learning curve for me yeah as the time gets closer i get more excited i'm like oh my god we're gonna be back and then her experience is a lot different from me Mm. so i have to be really mindful of how i come across Mm. do threesomes come up in your fantasy life together like it sounds like you do a little bit of dirty talking maybe did i get that right yes yeah yeah how do they show up for you in your fantasy explorations together I love maybe when I'm using a vibrator on her and Mm -hmm. I'm fucking her, I'll just say to her, imagine someone fucking me at the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to talk about it more, maybe so that she can imagine it or feel it in her body just in a safe space. Yeah. That really helps me. I really, really like that. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And I daydream about sex constantly. And so that's how I kind of please myself instead of, you know, I don't have to be doing all these things all the time and having sex all the time, but I can daydream about it. So I'll tell her about my daydreams, you know, all my dreams. Oh, I had one the other night. So this guy that we want to meet up with, we got an apartment just for the night and we were having sex on the balcony. And I Mm -hmm. told him to go to this cafe that was across the street so that he could see us fucking. That's such a great that's hot yes yeah and so I, I just got him to watch us and we were like in the balcony on the windows mm. you know and then after half an hour I was like okay now you can come up and yeah. <laughs> add that to my bucket list please yeah. <laughs> are you mostly interested in threesomes with penis owners to like kind of like use the cock or are you open to other vagina owners I'm open to all okay. I would like to explore both personally yeah I think for me I would love just to fulfill my want for a threesome with a penis owner first Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I would you know we want to go to have group sex and go to sex parties and go to dungeons and so I would love to explore vulva owners in that sense but maybe right away I just want to experience it with Cass yeah Cool. Okay. What other things or details about your sex lives or experiences you've had together that we don't know yet that feel important to share? Am I right in saying that through our us having sex, you've mm-hmm. learned how to squirt? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, what's that been like? Mm. It's interesting because I feel like I don't feel a difference internally when I squirt. Like usually it'll just be Kate telling me that I have cool yeah yeah like I don't feel a big sensation when it happens it just happens Mm. yeah maybe that also helps with the because I know that there can be a lot of anxiety around squirting Mm. and so maybe that can also help in terms of that yeah you know you're not like oh what does it look like what does it smell like how much is it you know yeah because I know that's very easy to go into that mind yeah Mm. oh that's super hot is it like a thing that just like happens during your sessions or is it like something you aim for now just happens yeah cool we don't really aim for anything Mm. when we have sex no no what about interesting locations trying to have sex around your respective family members if you've ever had like holidays or anything like that like are there any notable stories or things like that that just are fun to share when we first got together she was staying at my house and I was just like oh this is my friend she needs to stay and my mom was like yeah that's cool my mom and my stepdad and then we would just fuck all the time like every night and then my mum mentioned something about three months later and she was like, oh, yeah, I know that you're open and I know that you and Cass have been fun. But then she gave me the space and she said, but you don't actually have to explain anything. And she yeah. just left it there. I was like, oh, you, you got it, mum. Your <laughs> mom is so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. And then we do have a lot of sex when we're staying with family. Mm. Okay. There was this one time where we were at Cass's parents' house and we were having sex, like, full-on, hard fucking. Yeah. And the curtains were open and we just stopped. And then her mum walked around the corner and nearly saw us. And I was like, well, this is divine timing because yeah. <laughs> yeah. she would have seen everything. She Holy seen cow. Okay, so we heard a little bit about, like, future group sex hopes and dreams. Are there any more specifics to say there or just things in general that you'd like to explore together? 
Yeah, I would love to go to a dungeon. I have this fantasy of tying her up, like her standing being tied up and, you know, using things on her and hitting Mm. her. And then if she ever feels comfortable with this, Mm. having someone with a penis come in or whoever and just fuck me while I look at her. And oh. so she just watches, but I, I want to be close to her, you know, like yeah. she, I can hold her arms and like yeah. get fucked from be, behind. Yeah, I need to be touching. And I make a mental note of that. And in my fantasies, I'm like, oh, wait, I have to be touching. Yeah. You know? that. So that's a huge fantasy of mine. Mm. And it's not in terms of, I don't want to make her feel jealous. I want her to see me feeling pleasure. And then I want her to also feel that at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am down for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. What about you, Cass? Do you have anything else that you feel like exploring or that you just, your submissive heart wishes, like cages or other submissive implements or restraining types that you dream about? I love rope. I love being tied up with rope. I'd love to do more classes with her on Shibari. That's what it's called. Yeah. One day I'd love to be suspended in the air by ropes. That would be (laughs) amazing. Yeah, I'd just love to go to a dungeon and meet people that, you know, do that and teach that and mm. yeah, that'd be so cool. So it sounds like, Kate, you're mostly dummy, but it sounds like there are these moments where you do give up control and like releasing. Do you feel like you have a submissive side to yourself at all? Or I'm trying to find out if both of you have switchy sides. I think I've actually had to have more trust to be able to be dominant because I need to know that she's okay. Yeah and that they can handle it, that they want it, first of all, not just handle it. And so it's been really easy for me having sex with people with penises because I'm just like, oh, you're just going to fuck me. And I'm like, yeah, just, you know, let go. So that's kind of how I get into my more submissive side with Cass is when I just want her to fuck me. Mm. And, you know, I'll tell her like. Order. Yeah, that's the hardest. Yeah. And then she does it. It's more of a body sensation of being submissive. Yeah. Yeah, rather than letting go of control. Mm. I don't know how to explain that, but does that make any sense? (laughs) I think it makes sense to me because there's a certain headspace to be in where you're like, no, I'm not in control. I'm giving it away. And that is different in my experience from the physical relaxation that I can enjoy when I'm still leading a sexual experience. Yeah. That's my personal experience with it. So that's my understanding. Cass, do you feel like your brat could evolve into someone who is more in charge, not just for the tiny orders of like, do this now, serve me this way. But do you feel like there is more that you want to explore there at this point in time? Yeah, definitely. I think that the brat might evolve to show more dominance. I see that. I don't feel it yet, but I can see it happening in the future. But also just to say that you do love blindfolding me I do I do and and doing stuff Mm. to me so I actually submit to her in that way and that's true I'm not really keen about being tied up because for me that's losing too much yeah and I need to have some kind of control but she loves Mm. blindfolding me and just having you know we put a blanket or a towel down she blindfolds me and then she gets our whole duffel bag out and just uses everything on me and lay them out categorically oh my god that's amazing you know that's also I'm dominant and she's submissive because I'm wanting her to do all these things to me and mm-hmm. mm. she's like how does this feel I don't know mm. that's just kind of our relationship in general so yeah kind of whatever we do is I'm more dominant she's submissive and yeah. when she does things that are a bit more dominant it still feels like she's submitting to me yeah. because that is where the power is yes. yeah okay I'd like to share a fantasy with you that I've been having because I just think about sexy fantasies all the time and I would like to hear if this is something that you would ever be into in your own lives this is just a fun experiment so I've been kind of wondering as I explore my dominant side and still kind of get to know her so it's basically a threesome of three switches where the person who's in charge of me is getting fucked by the person who I am in charge of Oh, so like I am submissive to my partner and in my fantasy, it's my main partner, like my new fantasy mistress. So like I'm submissive to my mistress, but I am in charge of the person who is fucking my mistress 
and yeah. they are submissive to me and they are in charge of her. Like, you know, so it's a triple co-doming, co-subbing situation. And I don't know exactly how it worked, but this is a current puzzle I'm playing with. Does that feel exciting for you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like we've had that, that <gasps> fantasy because oh, yeah. this person that we're talking to, they're actually married. And so, Ooh. yeah, so their partner has got a um, mistress you know, tells them who they can fuck and when they can fuck. And so that's really fun to play with and just to know. And then the person that we're talking to, to hopefully bring in to have some fun times with, Mm -hmm. this is how we've talked about it. So I'm going to be more dominant over Cass, but she's going to be more dominant over this person that we bring in. Oh my God. So literally this is happening. Oh my God. That makes me so excited too, because I'm also just like, oh, okay. So this thing that felt like a wild someday fantasy to me is literally a reality already for you. Like that I'm just like, oh, it's real. It's real. Okay. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Is there anything else about your sex life that we just like need to know before I ask you about your hopes for the future? So I planned with this person that we're talking to for Valentine's Day. It didn't quite work out because timings and all of that, but I planned that Kate and I would be fucking and would be home. And then this person would come in and Kate would be blindfolded. This person would come in and fuck Kate and then leave when they're done. And Kate wasn't supposed to know who they were, but she figured it out. So yeah, that's something that I'm excited to play with. Yeah. And also that gives you the power. Mm, it makes me control. feel more control. Yeah. 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 And safer. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my God. All right. What are your sexual hopes going forward? What do you want for your sexual selves as you continue to evolve as humans? Yeah. I would love to get to a place where we can just be open about our sexual wants and needs with other people as well Mm. you know I want to be able to just talk to our friends and talk about it and them not being like oh do you want to fuck me or me worry that they're thinking that and I just want this open community of people that just love sex or love intimacy Mm. and I would love to explore like group sex in the bush like in the white like everyone's just naked and (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) and you know threesomes foursomes more sims yeah foursomes dungeons and just exploring just that freedom of Mm. being open and feeling fully supported and finding that community so I think that's where we're not at yet we still are trying to find our community Mm. and New Zealand is a bit tricky with that so we're just still navigating that but that's my hopes for me personally beautiful Cass what about you so for me sexually I think that I would like to get to a point where I just completely let go Mm. and I would love to get to a point where my mental state doesn't affect how I'm feeling physically because I get in my head and then it just turns things off. I was say, if you figure that out, let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get to a point where that, even if that's still there, but it just doesn't affect me as much as it does now. Yeah, yeah. And just completely let go and completely submit to Kate. Mm, yeah just fully yeah so mm. in the last couple of days I've been talking with Cass about how I would love to play to get her fully in submissive mm. state mm. and not necessarily use any penetration yeah just full-on holding her mm. but with you know hitting her using our different instruments mm. and just getting her to fully surrender to not yeah. only to me but to herself yeah and Whatever that looks like, we don't need to know. Whatever Cass needs to feel, whatever noises, whatever, Mm. you know, if she needs to cry, wail, I don't care. But I'm really, really interested in exploring that with her. Yeah. Oh, that is such a beautiful gift for a dominant to give a submissive and such a powerful thing for the submissive to offer the dominant. In my personal experience, that's the type of stuff that's like, oh, mutual growth. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I would probably pick 15. I think I was 15 when I first had sex with someone else. I would tell myself that I don't owe anyone anything mm-hmm. and how I am and my wants and needs and my fantasies are valid and they can come true. Try to have relationships where that's accepted. Beautiful. What about you, Cass? I would go back to maybe eight, nine, ten, around about that age, 
And I'd tell little me that you don't need to have a gender, you don't need to have a sexuality, you don't need to label yourself, and that the things that you're feeling are completely valid mm. and real and okay, and that, you know, you're going to be okay, basically. Yeah. You're going to feel safe mm. one day, yeah, to explore that. Don't put pressure on yourself. <laughs> no, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Kate, Cass, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Do you have a sex question for me? Has there been times in your life where consent has been an issue in terms of feeling comfortable communicating? And what are some tips mm. or some things that you have done to try to make it more of a comfortable conversation? Mm. I love 